Have you ever tried switching from one passion to another? Say, photography to watercolor illustration. Now, that is a path that is certainly less traveled. But for our guest artist, Yola Sopak, this is by far the best decision she's ever made. In this episode, Yola shared about finding your passion and having the courage to try different things, adapting a learning mindset, the secret to managing social media while staying true to your cause, and teaching what you know and finding the confidence to do so. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etrolab.com. Hey, this is Jesse from Etcher. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. This is very exciting. Um, well, my art journey started um, probably with photography. So I was studying photography at university. I have a photography degree. Um, and I was studying photography for about six years, actually, in total, because it was like a break in between. But yeah. um, then at the end of the course, funny enough, as it happens to people, I realized that I don't really want to do photography for a living. I, didn't, I don't think I could conceptualize how I could actually make money with photography because I was very much into taking photographs for myself, but working with a concept or like a commission, I was really struggling uh, with photography in that sense. So I think, and I wasn't even looking for an outlet at that point. I just randomly picked up watercolors, but it wasn't because I was looking for it. I think I was just a bit bored, maybe, you know? So I just picked a set of watercolors um, and I painted something and it was like a very thick coat of paint. I basically used watercolors like acrylic paint. Yeah. Or, something else because I didn't have a point of reference right I knew absolutely nothing about watercolors nothing whatsoever so I was just painting like you know really thick paints like coat of paint and I was like okay well fine I don't know what it is but for some reason I um, went onto Instagram and then I just typed in watercolor just to mm -hmm. see what people make um, what kind of pictures you can paint with watercolors and I realized it was a transparent medium because it was quite light and I really liked how it looked. And I was like, okay, how do I do that? So then I went, to, went on to YouTube, just like a very quick tutorial of like, oh, you have to use more water than paint. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay, well, that's interesting because I've never touched watercolors in my life. So I have a lot to learn here. Mm -hmm. And literally just like from one day to another, I was hooked. I was completely obsessed. Um, so I would paint in the morning before I went to uni. Then I come back in the evening, I would paint as well. But the funny thing about it was that I didn't feel the pressure of having to like get really good immediately because normally I'm quite easy to get frustrated with things. So I'm, like, okay. I'm quite quick to you know mm -hmm. criticize myself and be like, oh, I should be better at this already. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. It's crazy. But like, I just didn't feel that pressure of what occurs. So I was very happy going through all the stages of being, you know, like completely clueless to then move on to being a little bit more um, clued up, I guess. Okay. Um, and yeah, that wasn't a problem. So I think at that point I realized, okay, well, this is interesting because maybe this is the medium that I actually really could work with because mm -hmm. if it doesn't frustrate me immediately, that means there is like some room to play, you know, and right. I right. would have patience with myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I do get this question a lot from people like, you know, obviously people get, we are so busy and like, if you have a day job, you know, obviously yeah. you want an outlet. But at the same time, you want to find some time for art. But also, you know, what if you have children? What if you have like a really demanding job? It might just be impossible to find time, you know. Mm -hmm. um, 
so I would think that the best thing you can do is just to try to find a medium which doesn't frustrate you. <laughs> because if you find something that is just too difficult for you, because it could be different things to different people. Right. If you find that this medium just annoys you more than it gives you pleasure, then that's probably not the one. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I would say just try different things. If you don't, if you don't have your favorite medium yet, try a few different types of, you know, paints or pencils or, or crayons or whatever that might be, uh, or digital artwork as well. Um, and then see how you respond to it because if you are feel prompted to do even like 10 minutes a day then maybe that's the one that you can develop with you know right yeah that's what I would think thank you Yola it's interesting to learn that you started with photography mm. I have always admired people who are into photography it's just when they take photos they have like a, it feels as if they have a different set of eyes because they have they have a way of you know capturing something that yeah. people would normally say as you know like some a mundane scene so when you started watercolor, you were still studying, you said, in uni. Yes. Yeah. But I love when you pointed out that you didn't feel the pressure to yeah. be really good at it when you started. And I think that's key um, and for anyone who's starting out there. And also when you said that it, it should be something that you enjoy doing mm. rather than something that, you know, it, it's, it feels like it's a burden to even do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that could be quite an obvious statement because most people will tell you that, that you have to enjoy it. But right. obviously it's not that easy. I think what I was trying to say is that sometimes you don't know which art, like which medium is going to give you that feeling. Because you might think, oh, yeah, watercolors look really nice and I would like to paint in them. But then for some people, they will be frustrating. So maybe yes. for you as an individual, perhaps you would be better off working in oil paints or acrylics or whatever. Um, but that's something you almost have to like stumble upon, I think, if you don't mm -hmm. have prior experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you just don't really know how you might respond to this medium. And that's what right. I found interesting about it as well. It was kind of like a epiphany. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely yeah. right. Because you said that, you know, just out of boredom, I, I tried watercolor. And you, the, um, the way that you approach it was like using an acrylic paint. And then suddenly yeah. you know, upon going to YouTube and you realize that it's a transparent medium, then you started to learn how to use and to work with that medium. So yeah. th those are really good, you know, golden nuggets. I would say normally it's at the, for the latter part of the interview, but you've already highlighted some really good points and trinkets of wisdom. I saw that line from one of your posts on Instagram that you, know, you have to enjoy. And when you say enjoy, like what you said, you have to try out different things and see what, you know, what, what will work with you in terms of trying out different yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm interested. So you've been, how long have you been painting then or using watercolor? Um, I keep forgetting. I really do keep <laughs> forgetting. I keep remembering like when it was, I think it was about four years ago. Well, four and a half. Okay. It was like March, 2017, I think. Um, wow. Roughly. And you've grown so much yeah. as an artist. Um, I've seen in one of your posts that, that your works, one of your paintings, was printed on a chocolate bar if I'm not mistaken you can correct me if I'm wrong but I, I think I did yeah. see that I was like oh wow that would be amazing I love chocolates but to see my work printed on the wrapper that yeah. level up really amazing yeah that was that was really really amazing it was actually a local it's a local chocolate maker um, uh -huh. she's a wonderful French lady who opened a patisserie kind of chocolate shop 
mm -hmm. in a town nearby. And I think she was looking for local artists specifically to be featured on her chocolate bars. That's true. So every bar um, has got like a different artwork on it, depending on who the artist is. And also the artist was able to choose the flavors that she would make. Uh -huh. So when wow. she said that to me, I was like, this is not just about the artwork. It's actually like I get to choose what flavor it is, which I thought was like a wild, cool concept. It, it, um, it is. So <laughs> it's very unusual as well, you yeah. know, but that was the beauty of working with someone who's because um, I'm pretty sure she works on her own as well. So it's kind of like a small business approach as well. And so she has all the creative freedom to choose whoever she wants to work with. Mm -hmm. um, and now she's expanded. So she has more artists on the board as well. And yeah, I mean, and the chocolate was delicious. So <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, <laughs> That's yeah. the bonus part. Um, yes. in, in your journey as an artist, and I love when I say journey because it is indeed a journey. And I would like to hear yeah. more about how you've grown as an artist. So starting from 2017, what have what has changed from Yola in 2017, starting out with watercolor, to Yola right now in 2021 and the pandemic as an artist? Oh, everything has changed, to be honest. I mean, I haven't done much art before that. I mean, photography, I, I feel like I consider photography kind of like a different category of art. Mm, it's yeah. definitely creative and it still helps me like every day because obviously mm -hmm. you have to take photographs as well. So it definitely helps me a lot. But I consider that to be a little bit different to um, like manual work in terms mm -hmm. of like illustration or with your hand. Yeah. I just think of them as different separate things. Okay. Um, so I, I, it, everything has changed before then I haven't done any like drawing. I mean, I would doodle sometimes, but never really like I never thought about anything like that. So um, so for me to go from like not doing anything in terms of drawing or painting to like basically paint every day, which if I'm honest, actually, I haven't stopped painting since like I started, like obviously some wow. days you don't, they don't have the time, but you know, it's like right. pretty much it's consistent, right? I didn't have a break of like a few months even. It was always like almost every day. Um, so that changed because that was like a completely new thing in my life, which um, just made me so happy and curious about like the future and like the potential of what I could do yeah. with illustration. Um, and it gave me much more, I suppose, like a feeling of, of like stability in myself because I found something that was um, different in my surroundings as well. Like no one paints or like I don't really have artist friends. I think oh, I'm the only okay. one who does illustration. Uh -huh. Obviously, then you get to know more people in your right world, you know? within the art community. Yeah. yeah. But it kind of made me feel like I have something um, for myself. I also like learned from scratch because, yeah. again, I had to learn everything from scratch. So. It just, I guess it built my confidence in that sense and also gave me the sense of that, you know, of this possibility of like, well, I can just pick something up and maybe, I mean, I'm not saying with everything it would be like this, but in this instance, it's something that I can pursue and it will, and I will be able to do all sorts of other things like teach yeah. and, you know, sure. so yeah. And, and right now as well, like I'm renting an office studio right, right now, which is for me is a huge step because I felt like that was like almost like putting a dot Exactly. Uh, on the sentence of like I do this you know yes. this is what I do yeah. it makes it much more complete in some sense mm -hmm. so yeah it changed completely I mean I don't think I know what I would be doing otherwise I mean I have no idea I don't know what I would be doing I guess <laughs> I would have to find a job in like something else completely different so right. so I just I just have to ask thanks Yola for sharing that and um I, I love hearing you talk about your journey and what has changed from 2017 to now because it it shows in the way that you talk about it, um, that, that feeling. It's, you can really sense the joy. So I just have to ask, is, is painting 
um, doing illustrations your full time, or do you, is it something that you do as a side hustle? It's full. It's full time now. Time. Wow. It's kind of very <laughs> gradually it became so, um, but. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's a strange process. I guess like for some people, it's a very clear cut moment when they become full time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, I think it was quite gradual because I started when I was at uni. Yeah. When I was at uni, I had a part-time job. And then when I finished uni, I still had the job. So I would like do a bit of commissions, like very uh -huh. minimal. And then yeah. I would still have the job. And then I would do other things on the side, you know? So it was always like, because I've never had like a full-time job in an office, you know, doing some work. Like, right. It was yeah. never my life. So mm -hmm. for me, it was always like a step-by-step -step kind of transition. But right now it's full-time. So okay. I just combine teaching with commissions okay. and some other bits. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Make More Art, the podcast is made possible by listeners like you. So we would like to give a shout out to Barbara Milbrandt. She said, fascinating podcast and beautiful art. Thank you. Make sure you don't miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. I want to touch on first the, the part when you said confidence. And I think that's something that a lot of someone who wants to start doing or making art kind of struggle with. I, I, for some weird reason, people, when you talk about art, you have to be artistic or an, or an artist to be able to create something. Mm. Have you ever had that thought when you were starting out? I know that when you said you when you first encountered watercolor you approach it like an acrylic but eventually you started to learn to embrace its transparency but have you ever had any yeah. sort of like this is is this really something that I would want to do or maybe I should switch medium and this is for anyone who would want to start as a beginner who's a little bit either having you know a hard time figuring out watercolor or any other kind of medium out there well, in my particular case, I never had any doubts about watercolor. Mm -hmm. So I guess I was lucky in that way because okay. I just fell in love, like, you know, head over heels with the medium <laughs> somehow for some reason. I still quite, can't quite explain why. Mm -hmm. um, and so I never really doubted it. I did dabble in gouache painting and oh. I think I have a set of acrylics, but I just never really, I don't know. I think I, I don't like the opacity of other media. I really like the transparency of watercolor. So for me, mm -hmm. it's always like a never ending well that I can keep digging into, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is watercolor. You can just learn and learn and learn and get it's new true. techniques in. And there's just so much to unpack, really. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it was never the case. But I know that other people have definitely struggled with the medium. Um, and so my suggestion is just to try something else. I mean, mm -hmm. it could be mixed media work that you do. You can combine watercolor with ink um, and gouache, maybe if you would like to. Or maybe for you, it's just not conducive to be working on a desk with watercolors, because that's usually where yes. people paint I mean you can you can paint outside as well but but maybe you prefer an easel painting with oils or mm. even acrylic as well so maybe changing the format or maybe working digitally some people love digital drawing yes. you know on an iPad or mm. some other device and so there's just so many different things that can ring true to you um, and I feel like you just have to find the one I mean I'm kind of repeating myself but just find the one that really makes you feel at peace almost like instead of feeling frustrated with it you might feel frustrated at times. Of course you do because everyone does, but you know, most of the time I'm talking like majority of the time, you won't feel frustrated with it. You will still be curious about it. Um, so I just know that for me, like, I think if I was working with acrylic, I probably wouldn't find the same joy with it. Mm -hmm. It might change one day. Yeah. You never know. Probably know. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's um, the confidence just comes from this sense of, um, being like curious enough and also like 
happy enough to make mistakes as well because obviously and happy you know learning entails making a lot of mistakes and you will never get like a perfect picture from the first you know right off the bat so having this sense of peace about it because you know Mm -hmm. that you can't get better but you don't necessarily get better right now immediately so i think it probably comes from that this confidence from being okay with the process of learning love it confidence coming being okay with the process of learning very well said Yola. what it comes down <laughs> I, th- I, I think one other thing that because i know you have a very engaged community of followers who really go to you for tutorials and with a different and variety of subjects that you paint one other thing is i think they really inspire them to make art or approach art from from that perspective that what you said that you have to you know, be okay that it's a process. It's not something that you <laughs> accomplish overnight. Um, this yeah. is something that's interesting, and I brought this up offline earlier, was that you call them baby cakes. So I'm interested how that came about because it's so cute. And, you know, for someone who's, like, following you, it's, like, it's so endearing. I feel like you're my friend, even though you're, you know, miles away. So this, well, this is, I love that question. No one's ever like asked me about that, which is, I was I like, when that. I saw that, I have to ask Yola where baby cakes came from. I love that you're asking me this. I really appreciate that. I don't, but you know what? I mean, the answer might be quite boring. Unfortunately, there was not much yeah. meaning for it. I just really like the word. It's a very cute word, as you said. And I think I was like, probably with my friend, we, we were just thinking about like the 90s or whatever. And like a baby uh-huh. cake was like a word that people would use, I think. It was like a sugar cake. Yeah. I don't actually know. I don't know how I came up with it. But then I just said it on Instagram and I just stuck with it. I, I just think it's, I mean, I it's like to be a bit silly on cute. Life, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah exactly. Because, you know, like daily life is just like everyone's like, but their problems, whatever. Like on Instagram, I just want to be a bit like funny and cute. Like whatever. Why not? That's so what I, that's cute. what I love about your feed. It's funny. It's cute. It's very approachable, I guess, in that sense that, you know, even though you yeah, have and that's very much an intention of mine, actually. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that explains it. Cause when I look, I was browsing through your page and I was like, I, I don't feel intimidated because there are, and, and no offense, cause I know there are a lot of like high profile artists out there with a watercolor or whatnot. And sometimes it's, it's kind of intimidating to even drop a message via DM because yeah. you might not get an answer, but that's not the feeling that I got when I look at your social media profile instagram specifically so let's talk about that a little bit with the (laughs) the baby cakes and having an engaged community and i saw this in one of the i think you've had an interview about it of growing your your social social media as in as an artist yeah um I, i had an interview with someone prior and um it was a dilemma that that was mentioned wherein you have being an artist is an entirely different thing from being a content creator in, now in, mm-hmm. in the era of social media. So how do you keep that balance of staying true to you, yourself as an artist? Well, of course, keeping, um, and get, keeping an engaged community online, especially through Instagram. Mm. Yeah, that's quite tricky sometimes. I think also because you get quite... Um, like tired of being online of course you know like posting and always trying to post something that's inspirational or yeah or an easy to follow as a tutorial or whatever that might mm-hmm. be it's it does get quite tiring just because of the sheer amount like like the number of screens we're looking at every day as well so it's like constant exposure to screens and you're just kind of thinking well you know am I making art for myself just to yeah. progress and also like get better at it or am I making it for people 
And to be honest with you, I, in the last, I would say like a year or like half a year, I really relaxed about it. I decided to just kind of not care, like in terms of like my own pressure about it, because yeah. I think like, and also like, I know other people on Instagram who kind of have the same approach of like, well, obviously I, I do this because I love it and I want to share what I love. But when you get burnt out or when you feel like you kind of, you know, you're losing the purpose of why you're painting in the first place, that's a sign that you should probably take a break. And so I'm very okay with not posting for a while. And then I do let people know because there is people who would like, you know, reach out to me quite regularly having questions. And I would just be like, I'm just I'm having a bit of a break because I literally can't cope. And like, there's either too much to do or I don't know. I'm just not really feeling it right now. So mm-hmm. obviously I would never take like a month break, which might happen in the future. Hasn't <laughs> happened as of yet. Okay. So I'm talking like at least a week off, you know, like just yeah. kind of distance yourself from it. So I definitely don't think... Um, of myself as like a content creator per se I'm definitely mm-hmm. much more of just an illustrator who happens to also make tutorials because I really enjoy the process of teaching okay. uh, which I guess is where my teaching comes in because I also teach on like on zoom or I used to teach in person as well before you know, the pandemic oh. so hopefully that will come back we'll see um yeah and um so I think that's why I really enjoy making tutorials because I actually really enjoy teaching like actual teaching as well so that mm. kind of lends itself to posting these tutorials as well. Mm. And so, yeah, but I try to be very easy about it. Like I don't, I'm actually, I don't make a schedule for my Instagram. I just post like, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I have a bit of a schedule, but you know, it's not like strict. I don't have this crazy. Like you have to break, follow, follow. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Thanks, and I thanks, think that's because yeah. I also use like Instagram as like a tool just to kind of get to know people. Right. promote my work of course but like just to connect um I don't treat it as like necessarily like a source of income per se mm-hmm. which might be different to people who are like models or something you know yeah. who have to yeah. post um, exactly so. exactly thank you because I, I think that's a common you know for for a lot of artists who are on Instagram that you know it's either do I became, do I want to be a content creator and schedule all of my posts if I don't show up what's going to happen with you know with the algorithm and all but um, hearing you talk about it in that sense that you know it's okay to take a pause for a while to be off yeah the- yeah for of a course. while the the Instagram algorithm and the engagement they will drop all the time I, you don't really have control over it and so yeah. sometimes the same kind of quality of a post might reach a lot of people and mm-hmm. then you produce something similar and it doesn't reach that many people and you have to be okay with that because if we're so attached to these like very elusive figures, then that would affect your confidence as an artist. But if you treat it as a tool and you're kind of okay with that being fluctuating, it's still like the, your predominant, like your attention is on the actual artwork and the process rather than the social media the social part media of it, which obviously it's annoying for everyone if you want to reach people, but you know, it's like, don't make it the end of the world. That's the thing. Um, Cause it will go up and down. That's what I think. Yeah. Lovely. Very well said. I think everyone needs to hear that, not just an artist, but anyone who's, you know, posting online and very much particular with numbers or vanity metrics is what they call it. I mean, it's easy though. It's easy to go into the trap, you know, because social media is so addictive. And of course it it gives us a sense of, you know, validation and pleasure. So it's very easy, but that's, but it it is quite a tricky thing to navigate because obviously our, you know, our parents, our grandparents, they didn't have to do anything like that. So for us, it's like a brand new arena. And we're like, how do you even deal with that? So it's it's tricky. It's tricky. It is. It is. And uh, yeah, you really have to take, like do some sort of sanity check once in a while, whether 
what is it? Why am I posting? Is it really because I want to share like what you're doing? You know, the tutorials, those are helping a lot of people, especially beginners. Or do I want to post for the sake of getting followers, expanding your network, I guess? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Let's talk about teaching. Uh, you mentioned that you did teach uh, for uh, yeah, it's art all throughout. It started started with watercolor and calligraphy, actually. I do. Oh, yeah, I did see that you did calligraphy. I was supposed to ask yeah. that question. So was calligraphy yeah. before watercolor or was it during or after watercolor? I guess it was during. During. Actually, no, actually, no. You're, I think I did start, like, I dabbled in calligraphy before that. Mm-hmm. I think it was because of my dad, because my dad always loved, like, he loves stationery, like, you know, notebooks and pens. He's obsessed. So when you go to his okay. office, it's just, like, pens and papers, like, everywhere. <laughs> I would love so to that be in your dad's office. Really, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I was probably, I'm probably hoarding things because of my dad, you know. It's like, <laughs> okay. I was, like, in my gene pool. Um, okay. Yeah, that's true. So I was dabbling in like calligraphy before that because of my dad, I think. Uh, okay. But I was never serious. Like, again, never thought much about it. And then I, uh-huh. I kind of just wanted to practice a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but funny enough, I don't really do it these days much because I'm just so busy with other things. But I, I keep thinking about it to go back to it. And I have my supplies here for calligraphy, but I just don't really do it much. So mm-hmm. I need to go and polish my skills again. Um, but yeah, so I started with watercolor um, workshops, which was funny, actually, because it was probably 2018, so it might have been, well, no, 2019. So it would okay. be like two years after I started, but I was walking past an art shop in town and they yeah. had a little label that said, we're having an art workshop and it was like an acrylic workshop or something with an artist. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they do that. So maybe they would want to watercolor one. <laughs> so I came in and they were like, oh, yeah, we could, we could run a little class. It would be like six people maximum. That's our capacity. And I was like, well, that's great because I don't have any experience. So like six people is a lot for me at the time. Uh, so yeah, I just ran my first class and it was, I mean, I can't remember what I did. I, I don't know what the topic was. It was okay. probably just painting something like, I yeah. don't know what. Um, but then it just kind of gave me inspiration because Obviously, I, I would have painted for a little bit of time then. I didn't feel yeah. necessarily super confident, but I knew roughly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Of course, the people who came to the workshop, they didn't have any clue. And so yeah. already, you know, this gap gives you yeah. a bit more like mm-hmm. confidence, I confidence. suppose, to show <laughs> okay. them something. Yeah. Even if you're not amazing, but still because you know more than someone else, it yes. actually gives you the room to, you know, teach them something. And that really inspired me as well. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay it's good to hear that story about teaching because I I was supposed to ask how you fell in love with teaching and I think that story answers that um of how you started teaching watercolor well I suppose also that comes into the the point of like I was never afraid of learning and what like for me it was okay to just Mm -hmm approach the shop and be like could I teach like I don't know what gave I mean this is something I'm still (laughs) trying to understand what gave me the confidence it's just Uh I think it's just the love for the the medium really because I never had an issue with just teaching whereas I feel like with photography even though I studied it for years Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be confident teaching photography I don't think I would know that's interesting I mean I could teach people with like you know the settings of the camera but like in terms of explaining what I have in mind I think I would really struggle so I don't know. It's a mystery. It's really watercolor. I think it's really watercolor. <laughs> I think it is. It is. It is. One. One. So right now, so four years, is it four years? If my math is right, 2017, yeah. Four years into watercolor as your main medium. 
do you plan to venture into, I know you said that it's really your, I would say first love, um, watercolor, but do you plan to maybe try a different medium? Because, or let's say with subjects, is it something that you're, I know you love learning. So is, it, is there something that you're trying to learn right now in terms of, let's say, subjects to paint or maybe a different medium to try? In terms of subjects, first of all, yeah, definitely with uh, portraiture, like learning how to draw and mm -hmm. then paint people, because I think drawing people is actually the foundation of painting people because yes. you have to get the anatomy right and everything. So yeah. definitely getting the proportions of like the human uh, form, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that I've been sort of trying to learn in my spare time, not that I had much of it, but, um, and then landscape as well. I mean, I dabble in landscape painting with oh, wow. specifically in watercolor, but I find with landscape, it's a very challenging um, theme just because mm -hmm. there is, it's quite a different approach to painting like a single subject on the piece right. of paper, you like, you know, just on the cent in the center of your page. So mm -hmm. that's something that is continually kind of like on my mind to get better and better at. And then also mm -hmm. architecture drawing, like in terms of the, you know, perspective drawing as well. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot to learn in terms of topics, um, yeah. but in terms of other media, um, I mean, I, I do like gouache, so I want to try more of it, you know, a bit more with gouache, but I would actually love to do more ceramic, um, like just Ooh, ceramic, ceramic making. I don't know what the word is. I love, I love, I want have to learn. Yeah, I want to learn too. Have you started, have you started um, doing ceramics? I went to a workshop uh, this summer and I made myself a painting palette. Um, oh, I, I would love to see if you have it. Oh, wow. Oh, amazing. I, I know a lot of artists are also dabbing into palette making using ceramics, but yes, having your own palette. Idea. Yeah, that's maybe that's something that's next for, for you, Yola. I, mean, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think it's just okay. working with something that's also... Um, like a completely different manual skill because obviously you have to kind of have to. use your fingers to really go into the substance of the of the thing of right, the clay. right yeah um, I mean I didn't I didn't glaze it myself that was the workshop owner who did that okay later on because it's that's probably quite you know too in-depth for me like I enjoyed <laughs> making it but um, I love, glazing, I love it. not yet that would be amazing using your own your very own handmade ceramic palette mixing well that's paint. the benefit of it because you can you can envision it because I actually drew it I, I, I would draw like I drew the lines before because ah. you can Amazing. think like how many wells do you want in it how many you know little shapes or whatever yeah. you, know? so it's like, <laughs> you can custom make it for yourself so yeah. I love that you are very much into learning uh Yola and I, I know for a lot of people out there who are maybe trying out art for the first time it's it's there is a learning curve but props to you for trying out something new right just like what you did with yeah. the ceramics now this there's another question that I normally I started asking uh, artists that I've had on the podcast and that is a question of what is art to you um well I was thinking about that a little bit like obviously on many occasions um yeah. but right now I think I would say that art is um like mastering a medium or at least being on the path of mastering a medium not necessarily in a sense of that there is an end goal or like mm -hmm. the, the point which you will reach and you will master it that's not what I mean it's just the feeling of always improving and being curious to learn more and like being on the path that will take you to like be better than you were last year let's say um 
I really do think that because I, I think about like that with music as well, like my favorite artists or mm-hmm. I don't know, whoever is an artist that I follow, if I see them grow and see that they have, you know, kind of build up from their foundation, they might have started one point and I see them, you know, growing in whatever way that might be. Um, I find that really inspiring because it's almost like, you know, taking your art and your life in a parallel. So like, you know, time goes by and you grow as a person, but then your art also changes. Um, so I think this would be my definition of art now. <laughs> but um, also just like being, yeah. you know, patient and persevere with a certain medium. Like if you find the medium that you really enjoy, just try to persevere and go through the frustrating moments, which inevitably everyone will have, at, you know, at some point. But yeah. just having this willingness to sit down and like, really go back to it which mm-hmm. would then gives you that which give you that progress in the end so yeah I think it's mastering the medium that's what I, or trying to master the medium I love it I've never thought of art in that sense but hearing you talk about it and explaining it you know that especially that part about your life and your art growing at the same time it's yeah because it's I think you know your inspirations will change and your approach might change as well Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess like with, with me, photography was like, you know, a thing that I was doing as a teenager and then into my 20s. But then I realized, you know, the, the older I get, the more I kind of think more seriously about life. It kind of <laughs> didn't really match my way of being in a way. Mm-hmm. And there are all these kind of questions that are not obvious. Like, I think you kind of sometimes you find yourself doing something instinctively, like starting to paint or whatever you might yeah. be doing. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know why. And then the answer might come a bit later on. It's like, well, maybe I did that because I needed to, um, I don't know, for me, it was like very much like I really wanted to have control over what I'm creating with Mm -hmm. photography. I felt like I was very much limited about what the camera is able to capture. And this is not a dig at photography whatsoever. I love photography. Like I'm obsessed still, like I still take pictures, you know, it's like, I'm just talking about your actual medium of choice. Right. Um, And so, yeah. um, Well, (laughs) Thank you. That's the point. Thank, thanks, Yola. So I just have like final few questions, but these are more like flash fire questions that are, mm-hmm. if you're listening and watching this from YouTube, you might want to answer this on your own time as well. If, and say with Yola and see whether you have something that's in common. Uh, okay. First question. Um, favorite part of the day to paint? Favorite time of day? Yeah. Time of day to paint. Um, I think morning because I'm an, I'm an early bird. Oh, so wow. Okay. I, I love mornings in general, like for everything. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I like waking up when it's like, you know, quiet outside and can have mm-hmm. my coffee in peace. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think mornings give me quite a big sense of possibility. So okay. I would say morning, which is not right. realistic because like I don't get to paint every morning, but you know, <laughs> I would, I would be, like to. If you are to pick a day where you would really paint, it's going to be yeah. morning. Okay. A color in your palette that is always present in your painting? If there's one or two. Oh, goodness me. Um, <laughs> there's definitely going to be a shade of yellow in most things that I do. Mm-hmm. I find yellow to be, um, well, it's, it's just a good mixing color and it ends up running out the quickest out of all of them. So I think I'll <laughs> yeah, probably use it the most. Okay, um, yellow. I do love, I do love like, sh- um, earthy colors as well lately oh, I don't yeah. know to be honest it changes all the time but I think yellow is probably the yellow one is going to be consistent there. always there yeah. okay if you are to choose a subject that you are to paint that you can consistently paint what would it be uh some type of a fruit um fruit. 
Please say avocado. Say avocado. <laughs> I had a phase. I did have a phase of avocado painting. Yeah. I've painted the avocados quite a lot, so maybe I would move on to something else now. But okay. um, it could be avocado or maybe a pear. I also love beetroot, just beetroot. love painting beetroots. Um okay. vegetable, but yeah. Okay. So yeah, something to do with food, essentially. Food. Okay. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's all the questions that I have. Yola, thank you so much mm. for being on the show. It's it's I had a lot of fun knowing more about you, your journey, and also those, um, I'm going to use this line again, trinkets of wisdom. I got it from your li- that line from, from one of your posts, because I, I normally say golden nuggets, but when I saw that, huh, I'm going to use that on the pod. Um, but you have a lot of trinkets of wisdom that you share with our audience and our listeners. And I, I know that for anyone who's starting out, um, you know, just have fun, like what Yola said, and try different mediums. And see what what works for you. But more importantly, is take time to uh, not don't pressure yourself, like what you said, and take the time mm-hmm. to really try out different things. And I know that you are st- teaching. You've taught with us with Etcher, and I, I, th- I believe your mini workshop is still on. Yes. So, um, if anyone would want to check that out, I'm gonna link that into the description box. So please do check that out. And Yola Pictures on instagram is your hand yes. okay so if you want to check out all it the amazing tutorials yeah of yola go ahead and check out her instagram thank you so much for having me this has been great um and i really actually enjoyed my uh, my time with etcher and the you know the class that i've made as you said they are still available online but also i will um, actually make a series of new ones in january at the end of january so there will be more coming from me and your, at your platform um amazing but yeah thank you so much this has been really fun and i really appreciate your time i know it's quite late where you are so that it's okay that is okay i had so much fun i normally schedule interviews during this time so that it's a little bit quiet but uh thank you yeah thank you so much Ola. i i had so much fun and uh you're such an amazing artist. And I look Thank forward you. to really that series of questions as well. And your series of uh, tutorials and workshops with us. Stay safe, Yola. Thank you so much. Bye. You too. Have a good night. Take care. Bye. Yola is a firm believer that art is a mastery of a medium and growing your life in parallel. Her passion for watercolor is reflected in the vibrant colors of her work. She knows how to have fun. And most importantly, she has a way of sharing that joy with her audience. What's your biggest takeaway from this episode? Do let us know by sharing your comments through the blog post associated with this podcast at etrolab.com slash viola. Want to know what goes behind the scenes here at Etcher? We heard ya. We are lifting the curtain and giving you VIP access to do just that. Get to know who does what here at Etcher Lab. So joining me for the Etcher Teams Spotlight is Hazel. She is one of our studio admins. And a side note, when I was introduced to Etcher, she was the one who reached out to me. And I couldn't be more grateful to this girl because if not for her, I wouldn't have known about Etcher. I wouldn't be with Etcher. So thank you, Hazel. And I know how much you love Netflix, but for the benefit of our audience, can you share a little bit more about yourself? And welcome to Make More Art. Hi, Jesse. I'm so honored to be with you here today. And um just wanted to say that I can only take a little bit of the credit because, um, of course, it's your talent that got you into Etcher in the first place. So, um, yeah, just a little background about myself. I have absolutely no 
connection to art whatsoever before joining Etcher. So um, yeah, I do sometimes appreciate seeing art, um, museums, stuff like that. But um, yeah, this is really something that I never thought that I would find um, myself in. But I'm so, so glad that I was able to find Etcher and really open up my my world to this um, whole other world of art and, you know, great people and great artists such as yourself. <laughs> Thank you. It's interesting that you said that you weren't really connected or exposed to art prior to joining Etcher, but now you are. So... Okay, so being a studio admin, how long, first off, my question is, when did you start working for Etcher? How long have you been with Etcher? I started working for Etcher back in February. So I'm about to go in my first anniversary with Etcher, so. Wow, so you were also hired during the pandemic. Yeah, I was. (laughs) I was, okay. During the pandemic. So, okay. So you started out as a studio admin or you were, were you placed in a different role? Because like with Gabby, I interviewed her last time and I was surprised that she didn't start as HR. She was doing a lot of things. Did you start as a studio admin or were you hired for something else before? I was actually hired as a studio admin. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, And that's basically what I've been doing for the past year. The past year. Okay, so tell me, I know there have been a lot of changes with, you know, our processes, you know, studio admin, but you guys have been so good in communicating all of those and making sure that studio hosts, like myself, I used to be, um, are equipped with every time that we do our classes. So what is a typical day for you as a studio admin? I'm interested to know. Um, A typical day for us is, Uh, basically our days revolve around artists so from scouting you guys out from Instagram to um, interviewing you guys and then setting up your courses so it's really really amazing to be able to meet so many amazing people and artists from all over the world people that I never imagined that I would be meeting Um, and Actually, some of the artists have been sort of friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's really amazing that I would get to meet and um, work with such amazing artists. Um, and ever since I did start working, I did have much a much more appreciation for art. Um, before I would just say, "Oh, that's so pretty," and now I'd be like, "Oh, that's." ink and wash <laughs> like wow, wow. <laughs> and then like I'd go to like the art stores before yeah. I really was just like yeah that's just watercolor but now I think but now I see oh that's Windsor and <laughs> oh that's you know I now am more exposed so I feel like it's a really great world and a great community to be in it's amazing to hear and I'm glad that you that you mentioned that because most of the people that I interviewed here on the podcast they would say at least from the Etcher right uh, team they would say that I started making art when I joined Etcher a little prior you know I had no idea and for you it's the exposure meeting different artists 
So I was really about to say what is the best part of working <laughs> for Etcher, but you did mention that. So any major milestone, you're, you're turning one year with, with Etcher. What would be, let's say, your biggest takeaway of working for a, for a company like, like Etcher? Um, the great thing about working for Etcher is that um, your communication skills and your people skills really sort of get upgraded uh, because you talk to so many people from different countries, different parts of the world, uh, you get more exposed to different cultures as well. So I think that's something that uh, I really admire about working with Etchers because I was able to be exposed not only to art, but to this whole world of different people from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. with different personalities. And um, I'm, I'm so happy that um, I'm able to sort of upskill myself in that way um, to be able to to talk to people without you know eating my tongue <laughs> basically so yeah I remember vividly when you reach out to me and we had a conversation I think I was still in Singapore at that time and yeah. I was just amazed because you look so young. And then I realized, <laughs> wow, most of the people from Escher, like we're from all over the world, but you guys are really good at what you do. Um, like reaching out to people and making us feel that we are a part of Escher. I mean, when I started as, as an artist, that's how I felt when I was reached out by you. And that will always be something that I would go back to. And that became possible because someone like you as a studio host reached out to me oh, thank you. <laughs> um okay i know you love netflix so i have this question <laughs> what are you watching what are you watching i really like documentaries okay. the docuseries on netflix i really like um, like crime and like serial killers <laughs> stuff like that so but i also like you know um i also like some of the really corny romantic movies as well. Love Hard. Oh my Love Hard, I, I just I saw. <laughs> Love Hard. Oh my gosh, that was so, this is, that was such a great movie. It was so corny and so like, but it was amazing. And yeah. that's also something that I really connect with when I talk to artists also. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we end up, sometimes we end up talking about like, Netflix shows like what are you watching right now yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. that takes up most of my interview <laughs> okay I'm sorry <laughs> okay thank you so much Hazel for being on Make More Art and for sharing more about yourself and um, about what you do as a studio admin again thank you again for connecting me uh, with Etcher <laughs> I always say that every with Anya and with the rest of the guys Aww. it was true that I got connected with that sure so thank you so much and now it's reverse i'm the one interviewing you so thank you so much <laughs> thank you jesse um thank, thank you, you so much for having me You're bye. Welcome. bye thank you we would love to hear your thoughts so please drop us a five-star review on the apple podcast where you can find us on youtube at Etcher studio and oh hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.